Hey traders, Akil Stokes here and welcome back to another episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. I am in a fantastic mood today for a few reasons. Number one, my Everton football club drew with Chelsea today, stealing a point from the top of the table. My Philadelphia 76ers just made a massive trade for Jimmy Butler. Hopefully it doesn't destroy the locker room and we can make a push for um, an NBA championship. And lastly, it is Sunday, and well, my Dallas Cowboys, they play at night, so as of the recording, they haven't lost yet. They probably will, but they haven't lost yet, so life is still good. Anyway, in today's podcast, I'm going to share a few one of our accountability sessions and an interview we did with prospective trader, future consistently profitable trader, Matt Barker. Now, I titled this episode... I don't want to be the McDonald's man, and that's kind of an inside reference for you guys that follow us here at Tier 1 Trading. A few months ago, Jason Greystone put out a video where basically he ran into a trader at McDonald's, and he did kind of a behind-the-scenes interview talking to this trader and, and really kind of pretending he was a newbie. I'll shoot the link for that video in the show notes below. But it's a must-see because it really gives a, a realistic interpretation of what trading looks like. I know we've had this conversation many of times and, and you guys that hang around the platform, you guys that really kind of surround yourself with the tier one community, whether it's just following us on social media or it's actually inside the platform, uh, you don't really see what's happening outside. And the outside is that a lot of people are getting scammed. In fact, I'm literally talking to a person on Facebook Messenger right now who is complaining about being scammed because he followed some signal service from some guy that was making, you know, 40% a day and lost some money and now he's, you know, he's mad and upset and blah, 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 blah. So it does happen. And this video is kind of a, a perfect example of the brainwashing that is going on out there for really people that think trading is a get rich quick scheme. So um, anyway, check that video out on your spare time. But Matt referred to himself as that. He says, I don't want to be the McDonald's guy. I don't want to be the shiny thing guy. I want to take it seriously. I want to treat my trading like a business. He actually has a business. One of his turning points was he has a business where he's basically dealing with finances. He went to school to learn about finances and he's doing everything the right way in his life. But when it came to trading, he wasn't. And they finally kind of hit him like, why am I doing things different? But anyway, Check out the podcast. Let me know what you think. Again, accountability sessions. These are interviews that we do each and every Friday. Jason Greystone does a great job of really digging into the traders, uh, hearing their story, holding them accountable, and then we invite them back for an update a few weeks or a few months later. So check it out. Interview with Matt. Hope you guys enjoy. So yeah, I, I'd love to have a chat on that. Anyway. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Anyway, yeah. So you got, you so, got into, uh, you, you, you're looking into trading. You love your job. So what, what's, the, what's the motivation there? So, so basically, if I'm honest, if I, if I take a step back, um, I've been interested in economics and the markets, you know, even since I left school. Um, I went to college, I actually went to a college well out of my way specifically because it was the only college in the area that did um, an economics A-level. Um, right. I then went to university to do economics. I did a master's in something called econ econometrics, which is basically mathematics for economics. And the whole the whole idea was, if I'm honest, to go into the financial markets in some way, shape or form, whatever that might have been. Um, in fact, I, both of my dissertations were on the financial markets. One of them was uh, uh, the uh, how the effect of oil price affected the uh, UK um, macro indicators. Right. So, you know, all those types of things. Um, 
But lo and behold, I unfortunately graduated in uh, 2007-2008, uh, one of the sort of uh, the last economic recession. And I think after about 40 interviews in, in the city um, and a lot of no's, um, a couple of my friends just said, you know what, we're sick of this, we're going to go backpacking. So as everybody does after university, I went backpacking for eight months, um, came back absolutely skin. And if I'm perfectly honest, um, I started working in the NHS because it was basically the first interview I had and the first job I got. Right. Um, but, after, yeah, but after about, I think, six months there, and I wasn't meant to be there any longer, I, I just really fell in love with the job because it was I was working in a finance uh, department. I was doing a lot of analytics around patients um, and footfall and stuff like that, and I really enjoyed it, and I just decided to stay. But... Um, if I'm honest, it, I always felt like there was a bit of a, I don't know, a puzzle missing or a half-finished painting uh, that I kept meaning to come back to. And that was because I was interested in, mar in, in the markets. Yep. And, um, you know, whether that was just uh, following them or, you know, I, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, and about five years ago, uh, I saw an advert on a YouTube video for, you know, a... Uh, uh, um, a iPhone platform that I could download and start trading the markets and I thought well do you know what I'll give it a go so I opened up a demo account um, I started doing a, a, a few trades here and there I say I started doing a few trades I had no idea what I was doing no. um, I knew about going short going long I knew about uh, there was something you, know, you talk about support and resistance and you, you kind of can see what they're saying in terms of terminology but in terms of understanding strategy, understanding candles, understanding, um, you know, how to analyze the market, I had no clue. And um, I think after I started doing a bit of demoing, I, I, I opened up a, a live account only with a very small amount of money. Yeah. But, um, uh, I think the dangerous thing was I actually did all right. Wow. <laughs> I think in, that I think is a in dangerous my first thing. couple of weeks, yeah, so in my first couple of weeks, bearing in mind I had no understanding of how to manage my money um i couldn't even tell you right now what sort of lot sizes i was putting on but it would have been you know sort of 50 percent of my account um and all of a sudden you know i was i was a hundred percent up in one day thinking got this licked yeah um yeah. <laughs> and then lo and behold you know you blow a couple of accounts um and again, only small amounts of money. I'm talking in the hundreds, but um, you know, it's sort of like a slightly humbling experience. Yeah. And you you come away from it. And if I if I'm honest, the only reason I, I stopped um, a few years back was then we started. Um, you know, me and my wife were getting married, so we were saving for the wedding, saving for a house. My daughter came along, and nursery fees are extortionate. Um, and um, I just actually, I, I felt, you know, I can't gamble money away when, you know, I've got all this going on. Um, and then this year, uh, like I said, I just got a promotion in my job. We're a bit more financially stable. Life's a bit easier now. And uh, I wanted to get back into it. Yeah. Um, and I think earlier on in the summer, I'd been, I was watching all these YouTube videos. I was watching a daily FX put one out pretty much three times a day. Yeah. And I was doing all this, um, trying to sort of get my head around it. But still, but I, I had a demo account and I said, because I'm not going to open up a real account until I think I know what I'm doing until I've been a bit profitable. But even then, you know, watching all these videos, you, you still don't really have any grasp of what's, really going on and it wasn't until actually i came across you uh, and i watched one of your videos on how you were building your how you built up your trend continuation trade and i was just like 
this is everything I don't know. Yeah. Um, this guy's telling me all the things that are, I think I was struggling with, like, you know, understanding where my entry point should be, you know, what, you know, going down from the higher time frames from the lower time frames, you know, all yeah. of these sorts of things, how to correctly spot uh, support and resistance. And so I signed up for the 14 uh, day free trial. And I think I didn't even, I didn't even take the full 14 days. I think you had me at day two. Um, <laughs> after going through the emergence um, and doing two of the libraries, yeah. I just thought, no, this is this is where I want to be, yeah. and uh, these guys are teaching me the stuff I want to learn. Yeah. Um, so I signed up, obviously, um, and I've been here for about I think I think a month to the day. I oh, think right. it's my wow. month anniversary. Excellent. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm pretty similar. Well, I was having a conversation with someone about this last night. I'm like the easiest sell. If I can see value in something. I just want like the whole thing. And, and, you know, you see all these marketing strategies where they warm people up and they sell, you know, drip feed more and more value. I'm like the opposite. I want the, the ultimate package all the time. <laughs> and I want to know what I'm going to get. And I just want to get started. Yeah. Um, so you're enjoying the, you're yeah. enjoying the platform. Then, um, yeah. So I, I'm not going to lie. I kind of went through the first parts of the training uh, quite quickly. Yeah. Uh, I already had a slight understanding of markets, market sentiment, um, a little bit of market psychology uh, from sort of economics. I actually, there was actually a, a module on my master's degree that was around the financial markets and we actually had a hedge fund manager, um, I won't name him, uh, but came in and he was actually the sort of guest lecturer. And I'll tell you what, yeah. it was really interesting because it was smack bang at the end of the course when all the financial markets started going and yeah. his phone was going off the hook and he said, sorry, I'm going to have to take this. Walked out of the room, came back and he went, um, if you'd all uh, make sure you don't record this or record me, but if any of you have got any savings, go find yourself a broker and short every major bank in the world. Uh, really? <laughs> um, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, he said that to the entire class of about 120. He said... Um, Anybody who's interested, I'll speak to you afterwards. And he kind of talked us through what what we needed to do. But um, I, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't do it. No. Uh, I wish I had. Now that I know, I, I kind of know. But um, yeah, that was that was all the advice he gave. So uh, anyway, I went through the um, training quite quickly. But um, yeah, it was fantastic. You know, I think the things that I was really missing was when I was going through some of the, the techniques, understanding entry, also uh, with a keel. How he looks at how he looks at each candle as telling a story. Yeah. Um, you know, when I was <laughs> back when I first started the trading, I was uh, I was McDonald's man. Um, I was uh, the video that you had on YouTube. I was uh, yeah, yeah. five minutes five minutes looking at my phone constantly, and yeah. um, and now I've been through the platform. I completely understand where I was going wrong and. I think it's, it's a bit silly because my my life is basically taking data, looking at historic data and trying to plan for the future. And I just wasn't taking you're doing the all the stuff that I do in my day to day job as a, you know, and as a business and putting that into my trading. Yeah. <laughs> and into, and it's and it's so and it's so, you know, when you when you look back, you kind of laugh at yourself. Yeah. Because you're like, how have I got so wrong? Yeah. Um, if I was doing if you were doing it for any other business the stuff that I know and I do day to day, I would have been applying to trading and um, asked the last month, the last month, that's what I've been doing. And um, I've come up with a, sort of a hybrid reversal um, swing trade strategy that I've been testing for the last month quite intensively. Um, and sort of that's where I am now. Brilliant. So you're, you're developing stuff now. 
Yeah, so I, I've, I mean, I don't mind talking you through it. I, don't, I didn't know how long we'd yeah, have. Yeah, um, no, just, just, I, yeah. I, so, so obviously, because I went through the, tra the training quite quickly, and um, even with a keel, I, I didn't really look at when it says, you know, go try and find, you know, five pounds that look like this. Um, I didn't really do that. And um, when I started coming to develop my strategy, I thought, right, well, this is the point actually where I want to develop a strategy that I can use, that I can look at, that can work on my time frame uh, to suit my life. Um, and and that's where I started. So yeah. You know, straight away you're looking you're looking at candle patterns so i'm looking yeah okay well can i just can i see any hammers can i see any morning stars or three bar reverse and i think i just got lost in thinking that these candlesticks come up all the time perfectly uh, when there's a reversal and obviously that's not the case um after looking at so many um uh so many uh charts yeah so i kind of went back to square one i just thought okay well taking taking some of the uh, knowledge from your trend continuation trade, uh, taking some knowledge from what I've learned on candle pads from Akil and also the day trading strategy, I thought, right, well, I want to work on a four hour time frame because I haven't got time to work on an hourly really no. in terms of my job as well. But four hours doable. That's I want to be working. Oh, yeah, I want to be working at the extremes of a market. So I want to be working at the end of a trend. So um, so, you know, I'm going to RSI. Um, I want to be looking for some sort of indication that the market's um, reversing. So uh, straight away, all I, started, all I wanted to do was, OK, well, let's look at a market. Let's follow it on the four hour. Let's see where it starts getting, uh, let's say, overbought and let's see when it turns around. And what I managed to find was on a four hour chart, um, when you're in an, uh, let's say, an overbought territory and you've got a uh, bullish candle and then bearish candle with a lower, low, lower close. OK, well, what would happen if I entered? At market and then with an eight you know an ATR step above the uh, previous bu uh, bullish candle um, uh, taking a one-to-one -one, um, risk reward and let's just see what would happen and that was and that was literally it I just thought well let, let's pick a, um, a currency pair so I chose uh, Aussie CAD and I just thought okay well as long as I for as long as I can go back let's let's see how this goes um and and yeah it, it actually it actually did really well um i think in 2015-16 um both of those years you would have done really really well off this uh, technique a little bit less in 2017 and 2018 um you know I, I think if you looked last week you would have done quite well in fact i think uh looking at because uh, i'm still sort of testing this i think actually you'd currently uh only just come out of a trade that started on the uh 4th of october right um and would have and would have got you 124 pips so nice um so so yeah so i've i've kind of um had a look at that as a as a kind of starting point for myself um i i know it's not finished um i've also looked at four other currency pairs um about 100 observations for all of them um and uh, I guess I guess at the moment I'm thinking, okay, well, I'm here now with four currency pairs. Um, I can see that it, it does work, um, but I'm trying to tweak it to make it the best it can be. Yeah. Um, so you know, in my previous when I started the testing, um, a keel will shoot me, but I didn't take into account structure. Um, and one of the reasons I didn't want to take into account structure, and this might just be the way I learn, is I want it to fail. If that makes sense. 
Right. So I wanted to see what would happen if I didn't take structure into account, if I didn't use that as something that would influence me in my first lot of testing. Okay. Um, um, so now I'm going back and having a look at my winning and my losing trades to see what, you know, how structure would have played into sure. that. Um, I'm also looking into, you know, do I use an ATR stop or do I use maybe, you know, how often do my trades actually go past, um, you know, the the high of that bullish candle? Um, so can I use a stop to uh, reduce my risk? Um, the other thing that was really interesting that I just had a little play with um, this morning was uh, because what I was trying to do was uh, take a one-to-one -one, uh, risk rewards. Um, I was taking profits at uh, that one-to-one, -one and then um, I had an ATR-based uh, stop. Uh, well, okay, I'll take a step back actually. Um, so once you hit uh, profit ones, move. Uh, stop loss to entry and then um, put in an ATR based stop. Yeah. Um, and uh, but one of the things that I found was actually a lot of the time I was taking you know, half my size off at, uh, my first take profit and obviously having a nice little run, uh, maybe another sort of hundred, maybe even 150 pips on some of the good trades. Right. Um, and I thought, well, okay, well, because I was taking um, half my size off. At take at my first take profit what yep. would happen if I actually just let it run and I didn't take that first profit um, and although it reduced my win rate from 56% to I think 45% it actually improved my financial position right Does that make sense yeah yeah but the reward was greater than the risk but then, you know, I, I'm dealing in that territory that I'm going to be losing more trades more than, than I win. Right. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, and it was, and sort of, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm now at that position where I'm thinking, uh, well, obviously, this strategy that I've looked at, um, I, I am happy with it at the moment. And there are some tweaks I've got to make. Um, but I've got to kind of decide what sort of trades I want to do, whether I want to lose more, but gain more when I win. Um, yeah. And whether that strategy is actually going to work going forward, because it's great that it worked in 2015, 16 and 17, but there's yeah. no um, way of saying whether it definitely win uh, going forward. So, um, well, that, I mean, I mean, that, that's there's no way of knowing that anything will be exactly. going forward. That, I think this is the this is the, the bit of the elephant in the room, really. Um, no matter what yeah. strategy, this is why trading's hard, right? Because you can test all you mm. like. You can forward test all you like. You can demo trade and then you can go live. But there's always something in the back of your head that says, every time you hit a drawdown, is this it? Is this the end? Is it just going to deplete my entire account if I keep trading it? And that is why it's so important to put our mind in the best possible frame going forward by backtesting and by having numbers. So it's a, it's a, it's a point mm -hmm. that we can base our trading from. And, and what it does is it says, right, well, this was your maximum drawdown in five years. So then we can say, well, okay, if that does go below that number in the future, then I can be cautious. Then I know that there's a problem. Yeah, and that's and that's kind of where I'm at now. And it's, um, you know, the obviously the drawdown in the sort of second example where I don't take profits, uh, profit one, is the drawdowns, it, it is greater because you could go, I think, um, it was something like uh, 12 losing trades in a row. Um, but then, you know, you could think five winning trades in a row and, you know, you've 
completely smashed all those losing trades because of because yeah. of how you've set it up but um it's it's whether i've got to decide psychologically how would i deal with that um yeah. and that and that's kind of where i'm at now so um i guess i guess moving forward uh, my short term um outlook is uh i i want to finish my tweaks and i want to finish with something i'm happy whether actually i i open maybe two demo accounts and try both examples and see how i feel about both yeah the next um three to six months because that's that's something that i could do try yeah. you know try and uh, paper trade both examples or yep. both strategies at the same time um and and see which one i'm more comfortable with uh, and then you know uh, definitely look to start trading it you know probably uh, at some point next year um, and, uh, and and go live with that um, yeah and that's that's kind of, that's kind of that, that you know those are those are my cut those are my current goal I think my so I, I, I basically set myself a long-term goal um, this year that I, I want to pay my mortgage off before I'm 40 so I've got seven years um, and if trading can help me achieve that then um, then that's where I'm at Excellent. What a great goal to have. At least that's something to uh, to aim for. I think uh, one of the problems is people just don't know why they're doing it, and they, they don't really have a they don't have a, a, a goal in mind. And that that's mm. really really important. I mean, one of the first things, the first reason people get into trading is because they think that they want it, but they actually don't when they have to actually start trading. You you sound very different. You actually love the markets. You're enjoying it. You know, you go, yeah. you're, you're enjoying the process, you're developing a system, you're testing it, and you sound like you've got your head screwed on anyway, so it's not like... Uh, well, I, th I, think, um, I think it goes back to when I was doing sort of my, you know, when I was doing my degree and my economics and stuff like that, and I think the thing I really enjoyed was um, testing a hypothesis. Um, you know, that's why I yeah. did econometrics, you know, you're, you're, when you're econometrics, you're doing all these sort of progression analysis and taking a hypothesis and testing it and putting it through the rigor getting historic data um obviously i you know like i said i didn't apply that when i first came to trading but now i've sort of um gone through the course and i understand um things a little bit well a lot lot better um and now i can apply that and it's really interesting because that's the thing i love that's the yeah. thing that really sort of uh, motivates me is testing hypothesis and and that's what and that's what i'm finding really really great um that's so cool. So, uh, so yeah, and what and what's also interesting is uh, because because I didn't I so I say I didn't pay attention, <laughs> even though I did your trend continuation um, strategy training uh, part uh, of the uh, course, I I knew that that isn't where I was going to be looking at straight away. Right. So although although I had it in the background of my head of, you know, there are trend continuation trades and this is how you could set them up. I didn't I, I haven't bothered looking at that, but. I think it must have been Aussie Swiss Frank when I was looking at the Aussie Swiss Frank on my on my strategy. Um, you know, once you had that initial sort of move up, you'd see that sort of uh, pullback, um, further extension, pullback for. Oh wait, that's a trend continuation trade right there. Um, and and so it was really interesting um, after going through the course, not just being able to um, come up with a strategy, a strategy, but whilst I'm testing that strategy, also pinpointing. Do you know what? This would be something I'd look at next because yeah. I can see it, and beforehand I couldn't see it. Um, so I guess the best way to explain it is you've sort of opened my eyes that when I look at it, I'm seeing things that I never thought I or I know I never saw before. Yeah, that's cool, man. I mean, I, I always say that if you if you 
you, if you enjoy the process of testing things and, like you say, the hypothesis uh, and, and just crunching the numbers, that's that's the hard part. If you like that, the rest is going to be, you know, a breeze because it's, it's usually the other way around. They're attracted by the end result and you have to tell them that you've got to go and do this testing. And it's like, oh, God, this is this is grueling. Mm-hmm. But if you like that and you enjoy that, it's it's just going to make the rest so much easier. Well, if I'm honest, when I said I wanted to get in the financial markets, that's kind of the thing I wanted to get into, if I'm honest, um, was getting into the sort of testing like an analyst. strategies. Like, yeah, that, that, and that, yeah, that's exactly what I wanted to do. But, um, you know, I'm kind of, uh, I, so I'm NHS career now. Uh, I kind of like it. But, you know, depending on how this goes, it also, the other, the other thing about this is it could potentially change my career. It could completely... Yeah flip me over, um, change my career, change my goals. Um, I could maybe look at uh, some some of the, uh, maybe not sort of like trading for a prop firm, but, you know, looking at sort of other companies that do analytics for stock markets, uh, probably starting at the bottom. But hey, you never know, the the, uh, the the finances that I potentially bring in from trading could offset that. Yep. And I, I could start a brand new career in something that I'm, I'm a bit more passionate about than, uh, well, I say a bit more passionate about. Um, I'll, I'll still always have a soft spot for the NHS, but, um, you know, I could go into something else. And, that, and that's the other thing is, I, I, I guess, me and my wife, um, although we love our jobs, we've always talked about um being our own bosses yeah and um, i also see this as a gateway to that um be you know uh, of allowing my wife to free up some time to um do something else um, let me, let, so that's that's the other goal let me just be clear about this um trading for me was just a way to free up my time um that that was all it was and, and when you free up your time this is why when i hear people say oh you know if you're so good at trading you know, why do you decide to help other people? Why do you do this? Why do you do that? Why are you involved in other businesses? And all that rubbish, right? And and my answer is because trading wasn't the be-all and end-all for me. It wasn't something that was just... If you think that you're just going to become good at trading and sit in front of your PC and then do nothing and see no one all day long, <laughs> you're, you're, you're very, very deluded because we've got something in our in our being that wants to go out and help people and, and, and serve people and talk to people. It, it's just not realistic. So although you might be, let's just say, for instance, you're in an industry that you hate or you're in a job that you hate, there's going to be parts of the job that you might like. And what it does, it allows you to just free up some time to just focus on the good bits. And then when you focus on the good bits, you accelerate, obviously. As I said with me, I, I want to solve meaningful problems. So if I can now develop a system that helps the NHS via smart technology, I'll just focus on that instead of all the other crap in the industry that I didn't like. Yeah. It's... Well, that's and that's kind of you know where I am with work at the moment. I've just set up a graduate training scheme where um, uh, the local university uh, they've got a, uh, a degree on I think it's health service policy or something like that. So um, I just approached them and said, you know, we've got some projects that I think would be really good for sort of undergraduates just to come in, um, you know, give them some work experience, develop their skills. And I'm a, I'm a big fan of developing people. I mean, I, that's the other thing I think that what drew me to tier one, drew me to, towards you and Akeel is I also have a passion 
Uh, I mean, that would probably why me and my wife are the NHS. I've got a passion for helping people, but not just helping people, but um, helping them grow. Yeah. Um, and in more, in more ways than one. So not just growing in terms of, um, you know, the you know, project management skill or whatever it might be, but, you know, just in general. Um, yeah. So helping them become more motivated, helping the, you know, them become more creative and all of those types of things. So Amazing. Yeah, I think that's what, like I say, what drew me to you guys. And, um, you know, you never know what the future holds up. I'd love to um, do some work with you guys in the future around sort of uh, coaching that type of stuff. So, awesome. Um, yeah. Awesome. That's really, really good. Okay, so you've told us all about your what you're up to, where you are in your journey. You've told us that you've got probably six months where you want to go and trial something, trading it slightly different ways, and you, you're going to be start funding an account mm-hmm. next year, which would probably be around March time, April time, if, you, yeah. if you're doing six months. Um, and you've told, also told us that you want to start to start, you know, generating a supplementary income. You're very happy in your job, obviously. So, and you've, and you've told us your long-term goals. So is there anything that, is there any feedback from you or any questions from you on how we can help you more or how the community can help you more, um, or any feedback you've got on the platform overall? Uh, so not so much uh, back in terms of how anybody else can help me. Uh, me and Gabrielle already had a, a few conversations because you know she's she's working on a sort of four-hour New Zealand strategy. I'm working on a four-hour Aussie strategy, and um, so we we've already had a bit of a conversation, and everyone's been really helpful. Um, yeah, I think uh, platform fa- fantastic um, was there was only there was only two things. I think um, when I was doing my back testing. Um, I I didn't mark up any of my charts to begin with. And I remember um, I was watching one of your um, earlier YouTube videos from a couple of years ago. And um, one of the sort of hints and tips on uh, you said around your back testing was keeping down everything. your charts all marked up so you could go back over yeah. them. Um, yeah. And I think that would be really good to have in the backtesting module for okay. people who are backtesting. Yeah. Because um, if they, you know, you've got that markup still there, you can go back and see why what didn't work. Um, luckily, I caught that video halfway through my testing, so <laughs> I managed to go back and do some of that. So uh, I guess that's one comment. Um, yeah. Uh, the other one was around the the uh, backtesting spreadsheet because um, I was I, I wasn't quite sure around on the take profit one and take profit two whether you know uh, if if you had a take profit one in that spreadsheet did it did it mean that you took something off did you take any lot size off your take profit one and also on your take profit two um you know did you run all the way through so i think uh, just for I, I don't know whoever developed the spreadsheet for you it'd be an yeah. interesting yes or no button somewhere to say whether if you hit take profit one you take us you know how much of your lot size would you take off um 10 percent 20 percent 50 percent um something like that sure. which i i kind of did on on a separate excel page for myself uh, I think that would be useful for, especially people who are starting out, um, Absolutely. to help them develop their strategy. Um, yeah, really, really good, that, really good feedback. Yeah, apart okay. apart from that, no, I, I don't really have any massive feedback apart from, I, I guess the only thing I, I can say is thank you uh, to both uh, to to everyone that's been involved in the platform and yourself and Akil um, for for putting yourselves out there and and helping people wow, develop. that's really good. That's really good, mate. Um, so, what, what, one thing, 
one thing I always do before we before we head off, um, is there anything that you would recommend to new traders coming in? If there's anyone new joining the platform, is there any advice that you would give just based on experiences or any learning curves you've had over the last, over your time trading? Um, I'd say ignore signals. They don't work. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it'll just confuse you um, because some people will go away maybe have joined this might be their first ever looking at trading um, and you know when I first started looking at trading there were you know I was finding out about signals firms and things like that stick away, stay away from them yeah. um, I'd say you know when you go through the course um, although I didn't look at you know when Akil said go away and try and find these patterns I, I didn't do do that because the more you do that and when you do come to your testing you can understand price before you start going in pattern trading and all this sort of stuff if you can understand price and understand um, psychology when you first start looking at a chart it will help you so much and that's where I, I really fell down um, when I first started looking at trading because I just oh well that kind of looks like the bottom of the market so it's bound to turn around there oh bash I've just completely um, blew my account um, so uh, you know those are the things that I think is really try and um, immerse yourself in the charts and understand how it tells a story rather than just sitting there and, and uh, like a robot I guess um, that's that's I guess the only advice I can give excellent well that's, that's some good advice really really good advice okay well <clears throat> thanks for coming on Matt I want to um, you know it's been an absolute pleasure and if there's anyone who's got any questions for Matt then you can leave them below this video um, I'm sure Matt will check up and, and answer any questions that you've got and definitely yeah just thanks for coming on Matt and I look forward to speaking yeah. to you in a few months time back on here to let to see how you're going yeah definitely so you know, I'd, I'd love to come on uh, maybe you know like you said sort of next March time after I've done some testing um, sort of like live paper testing and um, and then I can let you know how how well or how badly I've done <laughs> no um, excellent. excellent and whether I move on to the next shiny object <laughs> <laughs> all right well have a have a good one Matt and I'll uh, I'll, I'll catch you later so I hope you guys enjoyed. And remember, these accountability sessions just aren't for our premium members. They're for trial members as well. And trial members, remember that's that whole 14 days in the platform, get all this cool stuff for free, no contracts, right? You get to either sit in and listen to them, which I highly advise, or at least watch the recording. They're, they're very, very, very beneficial to hear the stories from people that are coming from the same places that you are and what they're doing to become successful, right? Um, success leaves clues, right? One of the easiest ways to gain success is to find someone else that has been successful and simply follow them. It, that, it seems too simple to be true, but trust me, that is the quickest way. Um, so it's really beneficial to either peep your head in there and listen, or if, if you feel gutsy, uh, even join for one of your own. Um, I, I know it's, it's, it's hard putting yourself out there in front of everyone, but we do have a very respectful community. You're not going to make fun of you. Many of them have much more embarrassing stories than you do. And it's a great learning experience and a chance to find out where you're at as a trader and what you need to do to take it to the next level. And again, that's available for both premium and trial members. So check it out. 
So looking forward to a good week in the market. Looking forward to our Q&A session tomorrow. A lot of questions, maximum favorable excursion, uh, maximum adverse excursion, adding filters. It's going to be a jam-packed session. And as always, thank you for enjoying the podcast. Before you leave, please take a second to share this on social media. And uh, if you feel up to it, please leave me a review, especially on iTunes or Apple uh, Podcasts. Thank you.